0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Maker That Money Podcast, where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. I am one of your hosts, Pooch, of RepCord, and with me this morning, I have the amazing, the talented, the incredibly intelligent Mr. Andrew Mayhall of 3D Gloop, the king of the empire of sticky, Mr. Andrew Mayhall. Andrew, how you doing today? I'm well, thank you for asking. Also, also with us on the pod, all the way from the lovely Czech Republic, or Czechia, however you prefer it, uh, in Prague. Are you in Prague right now, Shane?
1: Yes, I am. You
0: were. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because you're a world traveler of sorts. Um, Yeah, I get bored
1: easily and I just end up going all around the
0: place. Yeah, you got that wanderlust. Mr. Shane LaHaye of Prusa Research. Man, we could not be luckier to have such a good guest uh, with us for this topic this week because we're going to talk about difficult customers in a little bit just to let you know where we're headed. And I don't know anybody, like Shane was literally the first person to come to mind. I don't know that anyone that has probably fielded more customer support tickets than Shane for Prusa. Uh, so we're going to get into that. But Shane, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Uh, obviously, we don't have a video feed. That's fine, because most people listen back on this on this podcast. But anybody that's tuned in live on YouTube watching us uh 9 a.m. Pacific, every Friday, by the way, uh, <laughs> will realize that you don't see Shane. That is intentional. Uh, well, it's, mm-hmm. it's not intentional. It's unfortunate. But based on where he is in his travel and stuff right now, he wasn't able to get a good... Uh, video feed setup. So we're just doing audio today, and that's fine. But Shane, introduce us. Tell us what you're currently doing, because I know you don't do the customer support at the moment. You're on the content team, I believe. But get, give people the, the quick pitch on who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. Um but First off, thank you very much for having me. It's greatly appreciated. And uh thank you for the great intro. I'll send you some money via PayPal for that afterwards some uh, crowns, yeah it
0: would be nice uh, <laughs>
1: so yeah uh basically i started with uh, 3d printing back in late 2016 i was here in the czech republic already and i bought a proof machine i had some issues with it and i found out that they were in the city so i went down i talked about my issues and everything else i got them sorted and i just looked down like i'm gonna work for you guys and they're like they looked at me as I'm crazy. I'm like, no, really, because the, their, their level of, of support was just absolutely phenomenal. When you compare it to um, regular uh, customer support here is a lot different than what uh, people would be used to in the States. Hmm. So to find a check-based company that had a phenomenal check of uh, customer service, I was like, wow. So um, I basically uh, kept to my threat. and I, got, I was hired by them. Uh, in early 2017 and for the most part um i did their customer support for it's been about 6 see. years Oof. not that long but yeah roughly well, right around there. And i go i went um i left i did i worked for some other places still doing uh support roles and then i came back and now i work for the content department which is kind of like I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And then, like, but for me, it's like um, I went on and I have my hands in a lot of different things and everything. And it's still, in a way, related to support because it's it's uh, you know looking at, for example, um, the forum posts or social media posts and see mm-hmm. what people are having issues with, and then trying to sit there and see what we can create to help the customers out so they're not, you know, they're not at as frustrated or they 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 don't have as many problems so
0: it sounds like you wear a a couple different hats or you have worn a couple different hats there
1: so yeah for for the most part yeah but i mean i still like it because i still i'm still engaging you know people on you know social media or wherever and it it, it's great to have that because like you sit there all day long and you know you're helping people with issues and problems and everything else and you kind of have to have that little something that reminds you why you got into it in the first right. place. So when you're engaging people and they get their printer for the first time, and they're full of excitement and everything else, you kind of feed off of that and it goes a long way. Well great.
0: Well, awesome. Okay, so I, 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 I talked about what we're gonna what the topic for today is, and that's that's specifically dealing with the grumpy customers. And I, I think we all have oh, some <laughs> some story, some stories that we can share from that. But uh, that before, before we do, we're gonna mm-hmm. before I have our moment of catharsis and storytelling mm-hmm. and all that stuff, we have to share the wins for the week because we are a positive people here on Maker That Money. Uh, and to lead off, Andrew, I would
2: love it if you would share a win for the week. Okay, cool. Well, um, let's see. Win for the week. We're making, uh, we're making lots of good progress on a couple of uh, new product releases. Um, so we have a new applicator that we've been working on for quite some time, and uh, hopefully we'll be releasing it in the next couple of weeks. So... Um, that's, that's really exciting. It's final stages. (laughs) That's, that's a great win. Uh,
0: Shane, you're on deck. You're, you're next now. You're up, you're up. What is your win? What's something good that happened to you this week, Shane? Dig deep.
1: I'm I'm working on a few new processes for work. I can't go into details yet, but yeah, it's going good. with that. And it's something that I normally wouldn't do, you know, so it's something brand new for me and everything. So it's good. Nice. It's been a good week.
0: Good, good. Getting some good learning experience, making some progress, all good things. Mm -hmm. Uh, For us, I'm going to say we, um, uh, let's see, last week I said we launched our, our new Turntable storage box, which I'm really excited about. We've been, uh, How's that going? it on it quickly. It's going great. Uh, but specifically, my win this week is we came up with a much better like spring system. So uh, really quickly, this box is different from our original one because it's more like a drawer and it's designed for really large spools. And so there's a turntable for the large spools to rotate on. Uh, but one of the challenges with having a drawer that pulls out is having like kind of a a springy or a flexible interface so that when you close mm-hmm. the drawer and open the drawer, the filament doesn't kind of just like yank the spool and unwind. And we came up with a really cool system. My um, uh, director of ops actually d- came up with a really good system and we kind of collaborated on some stuff and we came to a good solution. So it's funny because, uh, and Shane, you can attest to the challenges of this. We, we launched the product as a, like a V1 mm-hmm. and we're already like, already iterating and changing and like issuing a retrofit and there's already a you know v1.1 it was like i just wish we had figured this out like a week ago before we Mm -hmm. you know send this half to backtrack but you know the the first couple you know dozen that are out like it's not a big deal we have a a printable fix and uh, a plan for if if they want that particular upgrade how Mm how to handle that and uh You know, moving forward, we'll we'll implement this new change. New change, but I'm really excited about that. So it's it's always good when you kind of figure out a a problem that's kind of I've never been fully happy with. Like it wasn't enough to prevent the launch, but it wasn't where I wanted it, and I think we got it. So that's good. Um, but you know, it's it's the double edged sword of continuous improvement, right? You um. You you have the benefit of of kind of having an upgrade path and and changing and stuff, but then it throws production kind of all out of whack when you're like, okay, okay we're okay. ready to go. Wait, no, hold, hold on, we're gonna change it real quick. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so that's always fun. But I'm gonna tack it up as well. That's minute. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, now is the time where we get into the meat and potatoes, as I like to say. And so today's topic uh, on the pod is. Dealing with the grumpy customers. Now we've, I think we've talked about we've tef- we've definitely touched on customer support mm-hmm. before. Yep, and uh, you know that in of itself is a big topic, and there's a lot of different strategies. And as a maker, um, I think there's a wide swath of introverted, extroverted personality types that may or may not have experience in customer service skills. You may be a really great engineer there's like a number of different mm-hmm. talents that I think we all as makers have our, our strengths in and then our people skills um are, are are variable just like you know the rest and so I can imagine that one of the points of resistance and let me know in the chat if this resonates with you for some makers out there who are just like oh I really love the idea about getting a product and selling it and starting a business but dealing with the public at large just feels really overwhelming Mm -hmm. to me is that you raise your hand in the chat if that feels like you if that's one of your (laughs) your fears um because i i I, that's a valid one it's it's a really difficult thing sometimes to deal with such a wide variety of opinions and uh Mm -hmm. um, you know stuff and you're gonna get it wrong and people are gonna be unhappy and that's really stressful and builds a lot of anxiety for people and whatnot um so I don't know if you, if the both of you can start off in in terms of talking about what your background has been and if you felt like you were well suited for customer service to begin with or if that's something that you've had to learn. Uh Andrew, sure. you want to start off? And then we'll go to Yeah, shape.
2: yeah, I'll kick it off. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit that um, you know, <laughs> I am not the best when it comes to dealing with Uh, You know, with with customers or the customer support, uh, you know, being technical minded and, you know, really focused on that engineering side, I can very easily go off on tangents and get into, you know, into the weeds a little bit uh, when Mm -hmm. a customer is, you know, coming to us like, oh, hey, I've got a problem with this or, um, you know, can you help me solve that? And, um, (laughs) you know, it was definitely a bit of a rocky start when we first got started, uh, like how to actually find our voice with with our customers specifically um yeah. you know but i would say that it, just jumping in and and getting the hang of it um you know happened quite a bit easier like you know just surrounding yourself with, like you have to deal with this problem as a entrepreneur as a business owner if you are going to be selling products uh you know to customers Um, you know, so just confront the problem head on and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll figure out how to swim.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is a tactic. Shane, what do you think? Were you you cut out for customer service? Were you just born with the gift of it?
1: Oh, yes. You know, I'm half Irish. So I'm born with the gift of the gab, So they say, (laughs) but I mean,
0: well, gab is one thing dealing with people is a whole different (laughs)
1: thing. It's, it's more of a skill that you learn over time. You know, you can sit there and read however many books and you know articles and guides on how to do things you know you can learn the technical skill the people side of it is Mm -hmm. something that you learn there's no way you can sit there and get so many different like psychology books on how to deal with people and everything else but when you have someone who's you know whether it be over email or chat or voice or however Mm -hmm. and they they're just frustrated and they're looking for a target just to unleash all their you know, negativity on. And that's you. And you have to try to figure out how, you know, how to quickly try to de escalate it, get them focused in on fixing the problem, fixing it for them. And then, you know, trying to do what you can to, you know, depending upon what the issue is, whether it be a short term fix or long term fix, you know. And unfortunately, I've never seen any type of, you know, company, uh, um, guidelines for any place I work for, it's like you must do this or oh it's so easy. You know, it's it, everything is is you, you play it by ear for the most part, you know. Because mm-hmm. if, if you try to sit there and do like textbook, like you know, do A, B, and C and D, you know, almost like you're reading off a script. That can actually uh give you the wrong results and make a customer even worse. You know, because mm-hmm. you, you're not they feel like you're not listening to them that you just focus in on going off of a script.
0: You know, that's a really good point, and I hadn't considered that. So now you you actually have – so Andrew, just so context, Andrew and mm-hmm. I are, are, are relatively small, obviously, compared mm-hmm. to a company the size of Prusa. And mm-hmm. so we probably don't have as much of a formalized script. It's a very much just <laughs> like, hey, how, how can I help you kind of thing, and we mm-hmm. deal with yep. it, but – when you're at a larger company and you've got multiple people handling support and there needs to be clear communication about who is handling which tickets and all of that stuff, I can Mm -hmm. completely understand the need for a much more in-depth process. And so a script may be a great starting point or a guideline for somebody that's new to the whole thing. But as you've mentioned, Mm. you you may really quickly realize that that, that may be a detriment, and I, I hadn't right. considered that. That's interesting. Yeah,
2: neither have yeah, I, I.
1: I always fight against using any type of scripts because I worked for a few other places. They're like, "Yeah, what if we do this?" I'm like, "What about no?" Because you're just going to make things a lot worse than <laughs> you know than you realize. Because like I, I've, I mean, we we've all dealt on the other side of it, where you know, say you have to call the, the cable companies. You know, the internet companies are, are the best ones for it you know, where it's just like they're just reading off a script of troubleshooting and everything else. And, you know, there's been plenty of times I'll say something crazy just to try to wait for them to like, excuse me, what'd you say? I said, I said, (laughs) I like turtles. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, it's just like something they just keep on going. And it's like, you're not even listening, you know? And, and that's a very key. It's a very important thing. One advantage when you, if you're doing any type of like, you know, support work over a call, Yeah. it's you know if you if you have someone's email or a chat you're reading what they're writing but it's you're interpreting it in your head you know what i mean you're so someone could be yeah. right and you're putting the you know the emotions behind that voice you could have it all wrong Sure. Know, but if you're dealing with someone over a phone call, there, there's no mistakes about it, you know? Sure, you can yeah. You tell if someone's screaming at you or not, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, that's, that's such a challenge with just communication in general in this day mm-hmm. and age, right? The, the tone of things. Uh, yeah. it, it can mm-hmm. be read, like you can read the exact same words. And uh, honestly, a lot of times I've realized it's, it's dependent on my mood. So if like, if for some mm-hmm. reason I feel like I'm already defensive or something like that. It just feels like the tone of everything is like, people are coming at you and the, the same exact words. The next way I'm feeling fine. are just like completely inert or they're happy yeah. even. And it's such a weird phenomenon, but it's a, it's a serious one, especially because our communication has shifted to be much less in person, much less audio based mm-hmm. and much more mm-hmm. text based now so that you bring up a good, challenge uh Shane in, mm-hmm. in in that commentary in general. And when you I imagine when you're dealing with something the size of a Prusa, where you, not only do you have such a volume coming at you, but you have a number of different languages and cultures and and traditions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And not everybody is using English as their primary language. Here's a question for you. I didn't I don't even know this, but when people are emailing support, are they oftentimes just sending uh, um, stuff in their native language, expecting you guys to have somebody that speaks that language or to translate? Or is everybody using English? What's the policy there?
1: It, it's, it's a mix. Proust uh, is one of the first companies that I've worked for over here in the Czech Republic that has a wide range of different um, languages as far as doing uh, chat support and email. Because there's French, German, Spanish, Italian, Polish, Slovak, Czech, and English.
0: No Klingon. You know. That's a, <laughs> no. Disappointing. That's you disappointing. You know what?
1: I'll guarantee. I'll guarantee you. If I like do a message in in like the local support, thing like, hey, anyone speak Klingon, so, believe yeah. so, exactly. We need to talk to Joe it.
0: about that. Okay, there needs to be exactly. some Klingon. <laughs> Maybe some Esperanto. Um, <laughs> Listen, that but that's that's really interesting to me. So you've got given that you're in Central Europe, you're like almost like a a cultural hub of sorts. I mean, dealing with people from all over the world, obviously, it's a world renowned brand and and one of the most prolific printers and stuff out there. So you you need to be able to meet people where they are. What tools do you have? Are you just using like a Google Translate if you don't or is it being handed off to somebody that might have those native language skills?
1: for it 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 really depends uh like when i first started i was working the day shift over here and so you get people uh coming into chat or phone calls in different languages and you know i'd pick up one and someone would speak german or whatever and i'll quickly go to google translate like uh you know please wait a minute i'll get someone for you and it was like i i I felt like a bump on the log, you know because like i was only taking half of the calls i was supposed to Of a language barrier, Mm -hmm. so what I ended up doing was, um, I ended up switching to the uh working hours just to deal with North Americans or uh other English speaking uh areas, just so it was you know, I was making sure I was pulling my own weight, type of thing, you know,
0: sure, but
1: sure, you know, it's it's but even still, even when I was doing like the overnight shifts Uh over here, I was still dealing with people from other countries besides uh north america i was also dealing with you know uh the night owls of germany or uh people in asia uh, who it would be in the afternoon time so you kind of have to sit there and you really have to try to do it where you don't take anything personal that's the key thing because for example go ahead go ahead no no no. well i was gonna i was gonna say because like when you're dealing with uh an international um Uh, audience let's say Uh, you know someone's trying to be polite in their culture but it comes across as being it could be very rude or short or just being jerks and it's Mm -hmm. not that like for example uh germans are very direct and to the point and you know don't have time to for idle chit-chat or whatever right (laughs) Um, how
0: are you how are you today what's that yeah no i have no no
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. They're like, I don't have time for this. Here's my problem, fix it. And it's just, it's just how they are. They're not being yeah. jerks. Or certain uh, countries in Asia, it's very similar. Where it's just like direct, and to the point. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm not you, looking you for a friend
0: here. There. I'm looking for a yeah. fix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got,
1: yeah. It they, is like so direct, and it's like, Dude, I'm just trying to help. They're like, oh no, I appreciate it. It's like, oh, okay, you know, you you just. You, you, doing customer support especially dealing with people um who are upset and just grumpy as anything Mm. is you know you you have to have this almost like a blank slate for your mindset where you know you have to realize you're not talking to you know everyone's from one certain place and they all speak the same language as you and they all act just like you and everything else you have to kind of sit there and start a start a um a support case where, again, clean slate. Sure, do everything you can for them and everything else. And then when you take the next person, you reset. Then you know, in, you th-
0: there you out. go. You you can't take yeah. the baggage of the last call or no. the last yeah. ticket with
1: you. Oh, <laughs> not even slide. the baggage. Just your mindset of of people. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just you, you know, yeah. it's. Did you ever see wow. that movie? What was it? Um, Roadhouse from like the nineties from Patrick e- Swayze.
0: E- ages ago. E- yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay.
1: So. <laughs> No, but see, this is my favorite part of that movie is the best thing ever
0: Okay. about
1: doing tech support. You know, uh, the, the guy who bought the new bar has Patrick Swayze in and he's meeting the staff and everything else, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, you know, what if we have this problem? What if we have that problem? Blah, 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 blah. You know, right, 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 this, right. that, and everything else. And he's just like, don't take anything personal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just a job. Mm-hmm. Whatever they say is just words. That's it don't react, yep. don't, don't, you know, don't get mad. And that's the best way I, even when I, you know, um, took some of the the, the guys from textbook was just starting, like watch this clip, Yeah. whatever language that, that you can understand it as perfect as possible, watch that clip and then, you know, come back to me. That's how I want you to take every single, you know, uh, case.
0: You know, that for me is way, I don't know about you, Andrew, is way easier Mm -hmm. said than done Um, because my style has always been um, to try to build a rapport and to try to set some context Mm -hmm. because the, the first challenge I will say that we are at the level we're at is Mm -hmm. establishing Mm -hmm. with the customer who they're even dealing with. Um, Like people are pretty familiar, like at the size of Prusa, but there, there, there is a large swath of customers that I have that have no concept whether or not I am a tiny You know, one man operation in my garage, or if I'm in a a skyscraper in New York Mm City. Mm -hmm. As as silly as that probably sounds, most of the people here, you know, know where we are. I have two employees. We're still Mm -hmm. a very small business, Um, and so. I have a tendency to want to disarm when people are grumpy just to give them context. And it's, that doesn't mean like, Hey, take pity on me, but it's just like, okay, here's what we're dealing with here right now. Like, we're sorry. We're still small. We're making mistakes. We're doing, we're iterating. We're trying to make things better. We're not just trying to upset you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I understand that not everybody, wants the time to go into the details about who I am and what I do. They just want to find a fix for the program. So you're absolutely right that you need to try to meet people where they need to be. But I do mm-hmm. think that there is value to trying to build some kind of rapport or oh. at the very least proving that you're not a chat bot to them. Right. Yeah. Like to, to do something oh, yeah, yeah. that just indicates that you are a human. Uh,
1: yeah, as well, you know, cause like there was one person, uh, they put their name as uh Thor, Thor, and sure, <laughs> the, the guy was from uh Norway, I think. I mean, his name there. could it, have been Thor, it was because I looked oh, it, it was up actually and Thor. Else. okay. And good. from that moment on, I just addressed him in the chat as Odin's son, uh-huh. and I you know went into the whole character of it and everything else. Of all hell, nice. Odinson.
0: What did he think you of know, that? Did he like it? Oh, he.
1: I think he was a little bit annoyed first, but then when I really got like you know because I really got into it, he yeah. you know he kind of lightened up. Okay, all right, so, See, good, you know.
0: disarming. I think that that's yeah, that's a it, good it, tip it, for
1: yeah, for it is. Customers. It is very very you know, it, there's ways to diffuse a situation. Like for the most part, like if people are sitting there again, this is on chat, and you can tell if someone is mad. Well if they're typing very fast with a lot of, um, well, a lot of caps, uh, typos. And, yes. And, and exclamation points. Typos and everything else. They're pissed off. Yeah. and <laughs> Angry, angry know, typing, angry typing. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I would just sit there and I'm like, all right, this is how we're going to work. Okay. I'm going to give you three to five minutes and you are going to get everything out.
2: Even you are going
1: shape. to vent. You're going to just explode. Yeah. And then after that point, you're going to you're going to stop venting we're going to work on this together and we're going to fix your problem and then after that if you feel you need to vent more go right yeah. ahead yeah and yeah. usually even when i was just saying something like that it, it breaks their right. their you know the rage mm-hmm. or the anger and sure. everything else because it's unexpected and it's just like oh damn this person really wants to you know try it out because he's going to let me vent and get it out of my system and then work with
0: yeah okay I i've got a, I've got a product I've got, it's not a product i've got a feature idea for you guys And i know you're not running support there anymore but maybe you can pass this yeah. up you know up the chain uh maybe a little graphic of like a punching bag or like some little meter <laughs> like the sound meter you get at the arena where it's like based on the intensity where they like they, you can kind of gamify you just put it up for them and then you yeah. let them like kind of get it out of their system you know hit the punching. that's bag hilarious the meter go up and then and then like okay let's 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 talk, you know, because yeah. a lot of times you like one of my first things when I get a grumpy customer is I just want to be like, who hurt you, man? Like, why Why are you coming at me? <laughs> yeah. like, why, why are you so mad? Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you so mad?
1: But yeah. there's been a few people that I've, it's the same thing. It's just like, who hurt you, man? Who did yeah, yeah. this to who you? Why you? are you like this?
0: You got to be like a part like therapist, you know, in a way. Mm -hmm. I know we're not Mm -hmm. equipped for this. Come on. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. That's above my pay grade.
1: (laughs) But you're absolutely right because in a way you kind of are a therapist because you have to sit there because you said before, you know, you you never, ever want to sympathize with someone. You want to empathize with them. You know, put yourself in their situation.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna call out because VastCNC yeah. uh, in the chat had that exact comment. He said he did customer support for a while. Found the key is to step outside yourself and align yourself with the goals of your clients. Think about how mm-hmm. they would solve the problem mm-hmm. with the tools and knowledge yep. that they've got or you've got. So mm-hmm. I, that's that's absolutely correct. Empathy is important, and that is not an easy thing to do, especially when yeah. the closer you are to the product the more personal you might have a tendency Mm -hmm. to take it. And it's really hard to just not take it personally as a small business a lot of time. Now Mm -hmm. at the scope you're at, you weren't the one that made the design decision that, that caused something to break that whatever. And so I think you're (laughs) probably able to be a little more disconnected. Maybe that's a benefit of a larger thing, but I know you, I know you guys have intimate, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you're not invested Mm. in the product I'm just saying that I think that it's it might be a little easier if you're not quite as tied to the development.
1: Well, I mean it depends, you know, because like say if something's released, and next thing you know, the following night I get an extra fifty to hundred chats, mm-hmm. which would be insane for me. So then you know like seven o'clock in the, you know seven o'clock in the morning my, my shift finishes. If it's like you know I got my butt chewed out all night. I'll stick around for two hours, stroll over to the developers, and be like, uh, "Yeah, what did you guys do? What do you mean? <laughs> I got I got, my, I, I got my ass chewed out for nine hours. I oh, waited man. two okay. hours for you guys to come in. I'm not, you know." And Dude, so it like, heads, heads up
0: or... when they do a release like that. I mean, you must have some <laughs> sense; it might be
1: coming. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, the communication has improved a lot. Uh, hmm. My my favorite was like you know they would do these big huge. um announcements and they always did it the same on friday at five o'clock in the u.s
0: they would release <laughs> right when right the weekend's hitting yeah. and
1: i'm there all by myself and next thing you know it's like Poof! cat explodes <laughs> and everything else and i'm just like I'm going to murder someone, I swear. And the funny thing, and like I would sit there and send these like That's long hilarious. messages. I swear to God, the next time you guys do that, I'm I'm going to give out your personal emails, your phone numbers and everything else. And I don't, you know, and I just would lose my mind. I'm like, you guys have no idea what to do. And the funny thing is I work for that department now. And oh, so now I try to make sure. One. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I, So that. I'm always like, I'm yeah. always like, yeah, does support know about this? Yeah, okay, you know what, I'll, I'll just, because every now and then, if something's going on, I'll just shoot them a message, like, hey, guys, just so you know, this is going on, here's the information, blah, 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 blah,
0: Okay, so here's where I'd like to go next with this. One, if you guys have a story, so I'm inviting anybody in the chat, as well as Andrew and Shane, uh, if you've got mm-hmm. a story, and again, we don't need to get into the specifics of name. names can be changed to protect the innocents and stuff like that, but we all kind of have our... Our horror stories and maybe it ended positively maybe it didn't or whatever but like w- a little catharsis a little just like you know what this guy did I think you you probably have some memory of it I don't, I don't I'm not trying to put you, put you on the spot but be thinking about it right now because I'm about to hit you with it um I want to share that and then I want to go into kind of tool it doesn't you, you don't necessarily have to maybe the story ends well and you had some good tools and you turned it into a positive but we'll focus on Just like I was saying, let's hit the punching bag a little bit and then (laughs) let's talk about how to fix it, how to address it, some tools, some strategies for anybody that might be starting up that hasn't had the experience that's going blind into customer support and dealing with potential grumpy people. So do either of you want to go first in terms of like a horror story or something that might be interesting to share here?
2: Sure. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, kick it off, Andrew. <laughs> so I wanted to I, first. I wanted to comment on something that um, that you and Shane kind of brought up. Um, you know, about being the business owner or the designer who's making the choices that inevitably the customer is going to be interacting with, okay. uh, and then receiving feedback on that. Um, you know, like, Oh, Hey, there's issues here or, or whatever. So, you know, having to like separate yourself because as a, a, as you know, the business owner, um, or the, the entrepreneur, you know, you're trying so hard to get your product off the ground or things moving. Mm. And, you know, maybe you're making decisions based off of, you know, your costs or what's available to you. And, you know, you might know like, Oh, Hey, I've made this decision and it's kind of a workaround. And then, you know, now it's like, Oh, I've got customer support issues, um, You know, maybe things are breaking and it was totally unexpected, but I was trying to solve, you know, like, you know, cost reduction or, you know, easy, manu- ease of manufacturing it, it. I find that some of the, you know, some of the more hard, you know, di- most difficult pieces to actually deal with because it was a choice that I made that inevitably led to, you know, this poor experience with the customer. And so trying to like mm. separate that mm-hmm. is has been difficult.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah in terms of in terms of horror stories right we had um so first you know I've mentioned this numerous times, like we've always had issues with storing our product for long-term. And, you know, at first we were sourcing these caps and, (laughs) uh, you know, from a manufacturer and they were just terrible. Um, We then changed some seals. We, you know, did all of this work and we had, you know, this one particular customer who was a repeat customer. He'd come by, he'd purchase it. And, you know, I don't know what happened, but some, something happened where it just, it eventually set him off. Like, he got a bottle and it he didn't get to use it and he got really really upset and we got this really long email like he's been the, the you know supporting us and then you know he's had bottles in the past that have gone bad but he never bothered to reach out he just went and got another bottle and you know so it was like it was building right uh, and, and you didn't know, you know the whole time we didn't the, know y- yeah exactly, yeah, sure,
0: sure yeah and, but finally and, the and you so, know, straw that broke the camel's back hit and he just like i'm laying mm-hmm. into it because you know.
2: Yeah, and, and so this happened right at the transition of our old metal caps into our new purple caps. Uh and and we had just rolled out the new purple caps and we were learning how to assemble these. Like this was something that you know we had someone manufacture for us, custom to our specifications. We then got them in and then we had to assemble them by hand. You know, we had to put seals in, we had to put these, you know, this this lock nut on, another seal, another lock nut, we had to shove the brush in to the cap like there was a process it was all very new to us and we unfortunately weren't doing really good at quality control and we had touted oh this is the new cap it's going to solve it it's going to allow for longer term storage mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know this is where this guy's like i've had enough like yeah. this is yeah, ridiculous yeah, you guys yeah. you know not only did i wait like almost a year to get this thing yeah. now it just doesn't work
0: it, doesn't and work. it, hmm. it,
2: it yeah yeah And, you know, so that to me, like, you know, as again, as the guy who designed the cap, like, you know, I had poured hundreds of hours of research into this, this design, I had made the decisions of, okay, hey, this is how it's going to work. This is how, you know, we're going to solve this problem. And then to have this customer, you know, who had been a supporting customer, come back to us and say, this is, this is crap. This doesn't work. You know, screw you guys. I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to tell everyone else, like, you know, never deal with these guys again because they don't know what they're doing. It, it, it was, it was hard. <laughs> you uh, know, I, I mean, I don't it doubt hard it to not take it personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Shane, you're up pick the juiciest. Cause I'm sure, sure you've got a bajillion of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was probably back in 2017. Uh, first year of working with Pruza. Right. Okay. so you know people would contact us and like they would especially with the clone you know people would buy the clones right and they just see you know oh, the Bruce's name on the clones and they would try track us down and everything else and i would still i would help them out to the best that i could as far as finding out you know uh the other companies uh support structure and and send them that way and explain the reasons why i really couldn't help them out so um um a particular uh, no walmart <clears throat> started selling uh clothes and i just sat there i'm like the, I, the clones you could just feel the the dark Cold hand just reaching my shoulder and just gripping into. some what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and it, when people did the whole, you know, like they would ask me to help them with the clone machines and everything else, ninety nine percent of them were fine, hmm. except for a few. And one so person was apart. like, "This this was before like the whole like you know Karen thing or whatever, right? Uh, they were like, well, I want you your your manager.' I'm like. Um, it's I, two I o'clock am, in the morning over here. I am the, I am manager. the manager. Right. <laughs> well, I want your supervisor again. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm not calling them. I want the owner. I mean, how I'm would like, they ever I,
0: know? You're just like, hold on a second. <laughs> let me transfer you. Yeah. Hello. This but, is the manager. Except for the typing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it gets better. Right. Yeah. So the person's like, she, like, I want your name. I gave my name. They're like, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, really? I call the police? I'm like, you're going to call the police on me? I'm like, okay. I go, but just, you got to remember, you know, one thing. I'm in the Czech Republic. yeah. So you're going to have to police. call the Czech police. <laughs> and don't speak English. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sorry, but there's nothing more I can do for you. You know, call and, the police. And, and, right? But it the, the messed up thing was, it wasn't the only time that that happened. It happened oh, two no. times.
0: Different customers right? have threatened to call the police. On you?
1: Because I looked them up and they were in completely different states and everything else, right? Because like when you come Wait, into these chat are, support.
0: these are um American customers. Can yes. Use, okay, yes. All right. Yes. And they're threatening <laughs> and so, to call the police.
1: Yes, because oh, I wouldn't help them with their their printers. Does but that work? It's, no <laughs> has anybody ever called the police
0: to report a uh poor uh customer support issue? That's
1: <laughs> all the police. Well, no, I, mean, I mean you I have would, people calling the cops because P- you know McDonald's mess up their hamburger. I, would, know, I so. would
0: love to talk to like a customer support, oh, not There's no customer support at the police office, but you know, the the dispatcher <laughs> receiving because yeah. I guarantee you they're getting the most ridiculous stuff. Um mm. And they'd probably be just like, oh, yeah, oh we get calls about that all the time. And I hope they admonish the person. Like, stop wasting valuable resources on something like this. Talk to the Better I Business Bureau. There's other places you, to call.
1: Yeah. I think if they do, if if you call the police often enough, they can actually file, you know, arrest you for being a nuisance or whatever. Yeah. But the funny thing is, the second time, I'm like, you know, I, after I double checked to make sure it wasn't the same person, I'm like, I go, all right. Uh, here's the thing. Um, I'm in the Czech Republic, blah blah blah. Czech police, no English, and everything else. I go, How about this? I'll call and I'll do a three way call, but I have to be able to record the phone call. And they disconnected. I'm like, Oh, so mad because I really want it. I was all in for
0: it. These are clearly people that are not well, man. This is not like.
1: And like, I would sit there, (laughs) yeah, and I would empathize and try to, you know, still help them up because, you know, they're just getting the 3D printing and I want them to enjoy it and everything else. But then it's just like, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, how would that even work? You know, like I could just imagine that even if they'll call like the regular police, like they won't fix my 3d printer. Uh, ma'am, this is nine one We're, we're going to work
0: 9-1-1. on shift. We're going to work in shifts until we, we solve this one. Yeah. yeah. We've got our best detectives oh, on this.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's why I like my, cra- you know, the, the craziest cute. one. Cause like I was, when I first heard it, I, it was like someone took a sledgehammer to the side of my head. So I couldn't believe someone was like, they really wanted to call the police and I'm like, even still, if that was in the US, how would that work? Were they going to come over here? Sir, you must help them out, or we're going to arrest you for what? right,
0: right. Poor customer support. <laughs> of course. You're breaking yes, that's, the law, Shane. You're not. I, stop I guess breaking so. the law. That's, that's the law You're here, Shane. Law. I feel breaking like you don't. Law. Yeah, breaking the law. All <laughs> right, so rebel. time to share some horror stories from the chat really quick. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Fun subject. Uh, Map-, Map Laboratory says at his old job he had a client from a multi-billion-dollar medical device manufacturer. Oh, that's big time. Uh, did a hundred thousand a year with them. Who sent his university homework portal login to one of his coworkers, uh, trying to get them to do his homework for them. So. <laughs> So okay. this brings up an interesting <laughs> one. More, one more from him. Same same client a year or so later tried to extort his boss into paying a law firm 4K to buy a uh, file a green card application for his brother to immigrate for the to the U.S. and work for us. So th- this brings up an interesting topic, guys. Um, there's gonna be people that are just not helpable. That that are clearly mm-hmm. like like are there policies at, at Prusa, Shane, for defining, uh, you know, if, if, it's, if somebody is particularly abusive, if they're cussing at you, if they're threatening you, if they're doing these things, do not engage. Like, because there's just no, there's nothing but madness at the end of that road, right?
1: Well, for the most part, like, uh, when I first started there, I was the only one doing the overnights. And then as the company was growing, more and more people uh, were contacting me during the overnight shift. So they brought more people on and i would let everyone know i'm like if you have a difficult person if they turn it personal and start calling you names or anything else let me know right away because i will stop everything and take that because you know i i like i said you I, I will empathize empathize i will put myself in your shoes but the minute you make it personal right mm-hmm. that's crossing a line and for like for both of you we you know it's like you were saying before there's a difference between like a medium-sized company and a a startup where you want to keep that you know that goodwill with your your customers and build on it you know it's just like you're doing everything you can and someone turns it personal they're beyond damaged at that point you know and it's just like you really have to try to you know determine whether the person's valuable to to you know if it can be saved if it will be a good um experience in the end or mm-hmm. if you're going to sit there and put in so much time and energy for because some people right you, uh, you can get you can shoot for 100 customer satisfaction but you will never get that no, you can really get sure. 99.92 whatever percent you know and you just have to learn at times is sometimes you just have to you know there's been some customers for us where it's been so difficult and everything else it's like you know what just send the machine back Mm. you know, we'll give you a refund and everything else, you know, and that's the time, you know, oh, I it's, it's that. That.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it, but I hate it. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, Andrew I, talk, sorry, really quick. Andrew, no, I want you to talk about boundaries for you or red lines or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Cause obviously as you grow, you need to set some policy. You need to protect your people. You need to protect yourself. You know, Cause mm-hmm. mentally, like, like I said, we're not, we're not equipped to just be people's punching bags. And I understand that there is a difference and we're going to talk about this in a second. In terms of like, you can be upset, like I'm okay Mm -hmm. with you being upset and I can try to empathize with that. I can try to disconnect. But the minute that you are Mm -hmm. threatening, the minute you are verbally abusive or whatever. And I, you know, do you give a warning? Do you like it's rare Mm -hmm. that I just be like, I'm not even going to talk to you. It's just like, look, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help you. What are your boundaries?
2: So we, we actually talked about this uh, in a previous podcast of when to fire the customer, um, yep, right? We did. And, uh, you know, uh, again, kind of, you know, some highlights from there. We, you know, we have a, a small process. I mean, when when a customer, su- you know, support request comes in, you know, we're, we're really small. You're going to deal with me. Like it, yeah. it, all of those emails basically come directly to me. And, you know, 99% of the time, I'm the one who's actually, you know, dealing with it. And, you know, along with everyone else's issue, Um, if it's going to be an issue where like, you know, there's something it's quite involved. Uh, like, you know, this customer's experiencing an issue, like how do they, you know, adhere their prints together, whatever it might be, you know, I'll try and, you know, work with them to an extent, give them, you know, generic information saying, listen, you know, this is, this is how you do it. But there have been times where customers have, have come in very upset, like someone had lost their order beyond my control and they're mad at me and they're taking it out on us. And it's just like, listen, this is the process. This is how what you have to do. And I explain it to them. And if that doesn't solve the problem and they keep coming back, it's like, well, then the only thing I can do for you is I can offer you a refund. And you know, I, I you know, have a little book or a little a little thing that I, I just go through and I make notes. There have yeah. been times where customers have repeatedly tried to abuse a system where, you know, they say, Oh, hey, this thing's gone wrong. Yeah. And we keep track. Like there is a log of how many times we replace specific customers, you know, products, that sort of stuff. And the moment that, you know, we sense that someone's starting to abuse it, we kind of call them out. We say, listen, you know, you've ordered an X number of times or you've you've come yeah. here X number of times repeating the same issue. Yeah. Like, you know, we can't keep helping you. And at, at which point we've had I think it's only a couple, but we, we've had to block people from buying our products because. They take and abuse the system. So um, the interesting
0: point there, and I think what is, I was saying when Shane was commenting earlier, mm-hmm. I hate the whole, like, fine, just send it back, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have this tendency to just, like, not want to relent to the abuse or not, but but from a pragmatic mm-hmm. standpoint, you're wasting way too much of your precious time dealing with Mm -hmm. this so it's like from a monetary standpoint if you burn through hours of customer support and stuff like that you may as well have just like given them a refund or taken back it depends on what the product is obviously we're talking about returning a whole printer um and Mm then there's implications too shane obviously if somebody buys a kit and has put it half together and wants to return it and you get You know, it doesn't fit in the box anymore. They're not going to take it apart entirely. I've had horror stories where people like half assembled a rep box, threw it in a garbage bag, shipped it back. And the whole thing came in, not not only in pieces, but destroyed (laughs) because it wasn't protected. Um, But simply because I was like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. You are a mm -hmm. crazy person. Um, Mm. Yeah.
1: See, but like the customers don't understand At least from like, you know, working with Prusa, if they do something like that, the repair the the cost to repair that printer is taken out of the refund, so they're screwing themselves over you for mm. more. And I will make sure to tell them that you know in a very nice and way. When,
0: and when they issue a charge back, how does that happen? You know, like you don't have to deal it, with the economics of that. Yeah, that part,
1: that part, I honestly, it, yeah. I make sure everything's well documented for for that stuff. So I right. mean, it's that part. I, I I don't have that much experience, but. Yeah. Where yep. everything's documented, you know, it, I guess that could be of assistance fighting the chargeback.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I think most of you know what a chargeback is. But there is mechanism, especially in the in the states. I don't know how it is internationally with other card issuers and stuff it's like the that. Same. But yeah, you you can always dispute a charge, and people will do it all the time. Uh, whether or not it's Mm -hmm. valid is a completely different thing. Like it's, there's Mm -hmm. a big difference between paying for something, having never got it, or was clearly fraud versus like, well, I'm unhappy with this product. And unfortunately the cost of credit card processing and stuff has gone up over the years because people are abusive of that system, uh, and try to issue cart chargebacks and stuff for stuff. And, And on top of that, there's seller protection things. So if they use PayPal, and like Shane is saying, you've got to document everything. This is why you have to have a robust return policy. Like, a lot of it comes down to documentation uh, and giving your support team the tools they need. So, and an understanding when it's appropriate to accept a return, and when it's better to push back mm-hmm. and whatever. Obviously, mm-hmm. I always advocate for trying to find a solution, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, sometimes you need to cut bait. So we've talked about mm-hmm. yep. kind of horror stories and all that, um, and we could probably share t- a dozen more, <laughs> um, but I want to focus more on the tools now so that anybody that's listening mm-hmm. to this wants to start thinking about, okay, how do we turn it around? You get the grumpy customer that's typing at you in all caps. They're pissed off because, and you don't know, they may be having a bad day. They It may be the third time they've tried your product and it doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'll say, unfortunately, there's just a, a a handful of people that I think are experiencing buyer's remorse for various reasons. Whether it's because, mm-hmm. um, they just didn't, they had some vision in their head that the product was something that it never was, or mm-hmm. uh, when they bought it, their financial, you know, circumstances have changed, and or they they got yelled at by their significant other for spending money where they probably shouldn't have. And so now they feel like that value proposition has changed. And that, that has all kinds of other mm-hmm. things around like making sure that your product photography is clear, your descriptions are clear on what it is and what it isn't and all that stuff. But I think at the end of the day, there is always a swath of people that were, are going to take out kind of a buyer's remorse thing on you, whether or not it's re- rational or reasonable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, you know, the first step, I would argue, is understanding that, that empathy piece that Shane's talking about. Where are they mm-hmm. coming from? Like, what is their issue? Is there issue that they just they really didn't have $300 to spend on this in the first place and they're just looking for a way out? Or mm-hmm. or is it they just don't understand how to assemble it properly because they're just skipping critical steps, you know, so you have to get to the and and regardless of the tone that they're coming at you, you have to be sleuthing amidst mm-hmm. guns blazing at you a lot of the time,
2: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So what tips do you guys have? Again, we talked about diffusion at the top, so let's not focus on that piece, but what other things do you have to getting to the crux of what the issue
2: is first? you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, diffusion, uh, you know, I I know we, you know, we mentioned that. Um, That's usually what I go with Um, in. I think for us, though, you know, our product, the value of it, it's it's relatively small. Um, Granted, we have an issue where, you know customers get their product and they think they know how to use it. And so we always try and come at it from an education standpoint, if they're coming at it with an issue, the cost is low, the value yeah. is high. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, in terms of, you know, most of the customer service issues we deal with is either something happened with, you know, in shipping or something happened where it's not working as intended. and, What I find the easiest is, is always just to start with that education piece, Um, you know, explain a little bit what's going on or, or, you know, tell the, you know, customer, this is how the product works. Um, And that usually seems to clear up a lot of things, sometimes, uh, you know, just listening to their issues. Mm-hmm. helps a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and making them feel heard. Um, you know, so like sometimes we get feedback and it's like, Hey, we really appreciate that feedback. You know, while I can't do something right this minute, we will take it, you know, make some notes and take it into consideration in the future. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really kind of what our kind of customer support really falls into though. Gotcha. So
0: Shane, what, what tips do you have for sussing out what the real root cause
1: use yes. it, it's kind of you know you definitely have to play a little bit of a detective work um if it's a, a brand new customer it, you have to kind of go with the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. go with them but if it's someone who has a long history uh even just being a regular customer then you try to figure it out and you try to do it in a way we trying to be helpful towards them uh mm-hmm. if you guys remember like say. Eight oh or 15 years ago, there was like Comcast, someone tried to cancel their, um, their uh, services through Comcast. And the guy was going through a, a sales pitch trying to keep them and everything else. And I was like, No, 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 I'm all set. I, you know, yeah. I'm all set. I just want to cancel. And the agent got so mad. And was like, Look, you're gonna sit there and listen to what I have to say and everything else. It's an extreme <laughs> case of yeah. that but it's, it's something you never want to do because yeah. you know for me it was a little bit different uh because it, with prusa there was lead times and everything else so if someone had that buyer's remorse or if they had um like a a, a, a family situation or whatever i never you know tried to to, to like oh well are you sure you know because what if you gave it a little bit more time no i would never do that because you don't know mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. and it's I'm not empathizing with the customer I'm just trying to save a sale and that can do a lot more harm at times but I mean mm-hmm. it's a lot of it is trying to work people you know because for me when I worked uh with a lot of people from the U.S. I, I built a uh, a rapport with them and everything else so you know customers would you know call me up for an issue and everything else and then i would fix it and then like two three weeks later like hey i hate to bother you you know but i'm having this other problem and i wouldn't mind helping them out because you know it's part of the services that they offered and i would have appreciated if someone would do the same for me you know there's this there's there's people you can tell who who are willing try you know they're they're really trying to learn they just can't figure it out yeah yeah, and then you can tell the other people it's like yeah i'm too lazy lazy just you know." Mm yeah just tell me what solve it for me yeah you know but it's it's kind of difficult you know yeah yeah yeah, you're trying to fish it out to see you know who's who's being honest with with their issues and then also you know it's just like it it, there's no right or wrong way you know it's like oh ask them this and this and if they say this then it's that there's no way to do that
0: and you get better with it at, at time. I think you're oh, right. Yeah. I think starting with giving people the benefit of the doubt, like you said, you, you can't take that that energy of the last call with you for mm-hmm. the next one because mm-hmm. you're just dealing with completely different people. They have no context. They have no idea you've taken 50 calls over the course of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. I would hope. I think that some of the people that we gravitate towards socially, you can tell really quickly like the people that are willing to like, start yelling at a complete stranger versus like, like mm-hmm. if you watch – this is something that just always surprises me, but it, like the the people that we surround ourselves in our lives, like the, the ones that the way that they interact with other people, especially when they're not really being watched or they think they're not really being yeah. watched, where they come from a point of, of humility, like, you, you know, the way they treat the, um you know, the barista, you know, how's your day mm-hmm. going? Like, you know, just things like little mm-hmm. social niceties, yep. like make so much of a difference. In terms oh, yeah. of like framing the that person's persona, and I I love getting customers um, that that will lead off like a lot of times it's completely our fault that they'll come mm-hmm. in and be like you know what I I probably just missed something you know they're being humble to begin with mm-hmm. I, I'm having an issue and I I will do I will bend over backwards for these people I will like mm-hmm. even if yep. it's if even if it's not our fault if they're coming at it from like. I, I'm not entirely sure, you know, asking questions, not throwing accusations, not making assumptions and stuff like that. That tone is is everything to me as somebody that's taking customer support. And mm-hmm. so I've talked about this before. Like, you'll be amazed at how much further you'll get, whether you're justified in your claim or not, by just like saying like, hey, Bill, how's your day going? Or whatever it is to set the mm-hmm. tone that you understand there is a human on the other end that you're dealing with. Yep. Um and and that is so missing for so many people and it baffles me honestly like that mm-hmm. it it takes nothing to do that and i understand we have a lot of weight and and we don't always have the luxury of being that way um but we don't get to set that tone right so yeah we're talking about the customers that come at you guns blazing and trying to turn them around and and all that stuff but you mm. have to always regardless of how irrational they're being it's like i i give them basically you know, three, three chance, three strikes. You're out. You know, it's like, yep. I'm so sorry. You're having this problem. We're here to help, you know, see how they respond to that. They're still yelling if they're cussing at me. I'm like, listen, I can appreciate that this is hard, but, uh, I, I'm just trying to do the best that I can here. Like, can we like, mm-hmm. let's focus on the problem at hand. Like you don't need to be insulting or wh- whatever. Like I think it's fair to call people on stuff without being, you don't have to come back at them. But I do mm-hmm. think you need to set a boundary, and if they can't respect that, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't feel like we can help you right now. Um, y- you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna disconnect because this feels abusive. Like th- those things are reasonable. Um, hmm. But let's let's talk about not getting that far. Let's just say, like, okay, I'm sorry. We're we're trying to diffuse. We've understood mm-hmm. what the problem is. Now, how do we win them over? How do we fix the problem and win them? And a lot of times. I would go 80-20 rule on this. I would say vast majority of the people, even when they're upset and stuff like that, I'm very capable of like, just because I responded, I told them, Mm -hmm. I heard them, and I proposed a solution. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, this isn't a big deal after all. A lot of times Mm -hmm. I think they're so upset because they feel like they're not even going to get a response, that they're going to have to fight. A lot of people just think that that the world is out to fight them. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I wrong in that? Do you guys encounter those people where they're just like, Oh yes, <laughs> I've always got to be ready because just mm-hmm. everything is a fight.
1: Yep. Yep. I think a lot of it has to do with like, you know, their experiences with other companies and they have, they have uh, to 100%. fight. hundred percent. You know, yep. if yep. you, if you try to bring something back to the a retail store now, it's like, okay, well yeah, there's a restocking fee, a repacking fee, a service fee, a this, you know, and yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. I, I, I just bought this yesterday. You no, know, it's, yep. it, the box is yes. still sealed, Yeah, you know? So mm-hmm. I think they're so used to that and everything else. And then if you can just like, like Andrew was saying, it's like when the customer feels that someone's actually listening to them, it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, wow. They're actually listening and everything. And then it's yep. like, for the most part with my experiences, even the ones who are just, you know, coming, coming guns blazing and everything else, you get them sorted, you know, their issue's fixed, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they leave happy. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times. There's some people where it's like, you know, look, they'll call up screaming yelling. Like, like uh well, we'll call up at the end of the chat. And they're like, you know, I go, I ordered this, and this didn't come in, and it's very important, and blah, blah. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, my shift is over at this time. Shipping comes in at this time. I will go over there. I will pack your order myself, and I'll do it. And next thing you know, it, I'll do that. The next night they come back on, and they're like, I got a. What did you do? I'm like, What do you mean? What did I do? I got a shipping in order to be job. and it's gonna be here in two days. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I just did what you know, what I would mm-hmm. like someone to do for me. You know, I think a lot of times you can. It's a lot of times it you have you deal with difficult people, but once you get them sorted and settled. They might not be 100% happy, but they're not as mad. Yeah. And they'll do, you know, like, cause like my favorite is when they come in. So I'm going to go over social media and I'm going to do, I'm going to tell them it's you and everything else. I have oh, one God, person. Do you know who I am? One one... Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell, uh,
0: yeah, tell my you know 30 Facebook mm-hmm. followers. Uh,
1: you go right I ahead, have buddy. never, I've <laughs> never used that line ever, but I've had people tell me that. And I'm like, and one person I, I finally had it with them. I'm like i go look if i have to add, if you sit there and say do you know who i am and i say no you're not that important
0: i'm going to share on my user group the, how mm-hmm. terrible this was and none of nobody's going to buy your stuff anymore and i'm going to we're mm-hmm. going to show you i love yep. that i love that threat so
2: I generally like we've never really had a whole lot of threats, um, but i I don't take threats like we if we have a threat at all, like whatever yeah, it is, like I'm gonna leave a terrible Andrew. review on yeah. you know the business you know better business bureau or I'll mm-hmm. do this it's like okay, you know that's fine, uh, you know, this conversation's over, like yes. that's it, you know it's it's done I, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with threats, yeah, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, um, but that's.
1: A- you shouldn't have to, because that's just, you know, it's someone trying to flex muscle that they really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. don't have. I, One I don't, thing That's really I don't take, is...
0: I, well, go, go. I just, I was going to say, I don't know if I take the whole like social media, I think it's like a go-to mm-hmm. because I think there are a lot of companies that are like, Oh, we can't be, you mm-hmm. know, our public persona can't be yep. tarnished. Um, if they, if they're constantly doing it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could, consider that a threat per se like i'll kind of gloss past Mm -hmm. it a lot of times but go ahead
2: Mm. so you know like it comes down to like we've had customers you know have have reached out again very small amount um you know they say oh you know your product is terrible it doesn't work like i've had all these issues you know if you don't refund me um you know like i'm gonna go and and blast it you know and it's like we value you know feedback even if it's negative um, you know, I'm sorry that we couldn't, you know, we couldn't help you yet, whatever. But, you know, again, like, you know, we don't, I don't deal with threats. Um, you know, so I said, you know, you're more than welcome to do that. Like, it, it's just, I've even had, you know, customers say like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll put this, uh, we'll put this email on, you know, make it public. And it's like, I've said nothing wrong. I've been trying to help you. You've been difficult at this point. I'm ending the conversation. This is, this is over. um yeah you know boundaries are important the threats of uh you know chargebacks we've only had a couple but in the moment someone says i'm gonna charge back it's like nope that's it we're done you know i'm with Um, you you on that like you i take that very personally like you're gonna charge back then that's fine you know but that's it yeah so You know, like there's, you know, maybe it's a little too harsh of boundaries, but again, it's one of those things where I think, you know, establishing them is the most important piece, you know, and sticking with it because otherwise, you know, eventually, you know people get used to being able to take advantage of this. And it just yeah. encourages this behavior in further interactions that this this specific customer is gonna have with other companies, you yeah. know? And obviously we can't control, you know, what other companies do, but we can control our own actions. And I think that that goes to kind of paying it forward, if you will, you know, if the customer sees that there's no way of actually getting any ground by, you know, engaging in this sort of behavior, they're less likely to try, hopefully, in the future. And if more companies Mm -hmm. take this approach, I feel like eventually it's going to slow down a bit, but you know, maybe that's an idealistic, you know, point of view. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and it's, it, unfortunately it just doesn't, it doesn't work across the board because Mm -hmm. large companies tend to be more financially pragmatic in the sense that it's just, it's just not worth our time. Just take the return, which is why Costco and uh, Nordstrom and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Amazon are just Mm -hmm. like, who cares? Like whatever, especially Amazon where it's just like, we'll take the, we'll take the return and we'll just bill it to the person that was selling it in the first place. What what do we care? Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Which was, you know, you get a box with a brick return to you. Uh, Oh yeah. It's like,
0: and, and then and the amount of time it takes to like, pro, you're just like, whatever, move on. A lot of companies just like chalk it up to cost of doing business because from an economic standpoint, it just mm-hmm. makes more sense that way, but it encourages bad behavior. So it's yep. mm-hmm. the, the, the ones that pay the price of that are the small businesses. Um, yeah, yep, I don't know. I would, I would hope that there's a sea change or, or, or at least that there are good, there are enough good people, um that, that don't abuse that. But unfortunately you're going to always come up. There's never, just like Shane was saying earlier, you're never going to get perfect anything. You're always, you have to be prepared to deal with these types of people whenever you're exposing yourself to public customer, mm-hmm. you know, business to customer type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Any last question tips question. we got to wrap up? Yeah, go ahead with the question. And then we'll wrap up. Well,
1: cause I mean, cause like, you know, uh, you guys have mentioned before that, you know, the smaller company and everybody else, when you're helping someone, when you're helping a customer, do you let them know up front, you know, that you are the owner of the company or do you just play it off? You don't even tell them until like, you know, if, if they get more and more aggravated, then do you sit there and it's like, well, just so you know, you, you're talking to, you know, the owner, I'm the owner of the company, you know, do you let, mm-hmm. do you let them know first who you are or does that not even come into a factor?
0: Uh, I, for, for me, it depends. I, just de- yeah. I don't generally lead with that, but... Um, mm-hmm. But I, at times I'd be like, "Listen, I would, you know, I'm, I'm the owner or whatever, and I'm happy to do that. It just depends on the
2: context. I don't know. What about you, Andrew? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, usually I don't lead with it. Ninety-nine um, percent of the conversations we have, it, it doesn't even come up. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few times where it would come up in such a way, like again, if a customer's having a specific problem, and then they're like, "Well, th- this isn't helpful," and it's like, "Well, you know, listen." I'm the guy who's the chemist behind the whole thing, or I'm the guy who's, you know, basically doing this. And Mm -hmm. then the conversation changes and and they're like, Oh, um, you know, but I I kind of reserve that card for when it's really needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I've had customer supports, like I didn't realize that you were the owner, like, and then, you know, they would, they would respond. And then, then it's like, okay. And then I get a bunch of emails like, Oh, Hey, look at this fun thing that I did. And it's like, okay, I've got to, I've got to start trying to figure out how to, how to get out of this, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? Cause now your buddies, yeah. I'm buddies with the owner.
2: No, that, that happens. Yeah. I, I've had a yeah. number of people like, wait a
0: minute, is this pooch? Like, what are you doing answering yeah. the customers? I'm like, Cause it's me, man. Like it's me and yeah. two other guys. And sometimes my other guy does support, but. Um, I used to have customers yeah.
1: who would hang out all night long on chat and everything else. And I'm like, I'm working. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I appreciate and I understand, you know, being up late at night, you have no one around, but it's, this yeah. is my job. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. you know, so I was just curious to see how you guys, you know, handle that.
0: No, so. it's, it's a good question. I, I it, sometimes it comes up, but generally most people don't care because they just want to get to the bottom of their mm. thing. And if they say like, Hey, let me talk to your boss. I'm like, you're talking to the top of the ladder <laughs> here, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's, I want that's your bad. manager. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then it's uh, the man upstairs because uh, I'm as high as you get. Um, anyway, well, OK, so last minute tips because we got to wrap up here. We're going a little bit over time um, in terms of Sorry. just no, 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 it's it's fine. I mean, this is a great topic and uh, it's it's an important one because I, I think a lot of people just don't think about it when they're starting the business. A lot of times like oh, am I to be prepared to deal with the negativity and how do I turn it around? We, we, I think the, the main takeaways that I've got is one one, uh, diffusing the situation and um, uh, establishing that they're dealing with the person that is listening Mm -hmm. and empathizing
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, that hears them and is willing to provide solutions. Like in my mind, that's like 80% of the battle. Like that, that seems to just flip like w- when a, r- a reasonably timed response, mm-hmm. we have a 24-hour response window. You, Shane, you probably had an even shorter one, obviously. Um, but just, just always emailing, always responding within 24 hours, making people realize there's somebody on the end, other end. That has done wonders in terms of just like setting the tone. And, and people's tone will dramatically change from guns blazing to, oh, okay, well, this is a fixable problem because a lot of it is mm-hmm. just it starts as a rant because they're frustrated about something else in their day or some other customer service experience they had with some other terrible <laughs> company. So that's that's the biggest part of the battle. Then it's the sussing out. Okay, what's the real issue here, right? Are we is this somebody that's just not going to be happy unless they get a refund or is this somebody mm-hmm. that is like willing to actually work to find a solution? You need to really understand that he's so that you can propose the right thing. And sometimes I will offer both where it's like, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll let you choose. We can either ship you the replacement product uh, part here, or if you don't want to wait, and uh, you know the scratch that you had was annoying or whatever, I'll give you a twenty-five dollar refund or a fifty whatever is, you know, mm-hmm. reasonable. And sometimes people will take the money and feel like, cool, I got a better value, and I really didn't care about the scratch, but I wanted to complain. And other people are like, no, 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 mm-hmm. this is a nice piece, and I want to get the right thing. And 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 I think giving options to people and letting them pick is a great it, it acts as a diffuser and it's a great way to make them feel empowered i don't Absolutely. know have you guys tried that yeah yeah
1: for the most part i've always tried to leave it off i'm like okay here are your options a b or c you yeah. tell me mm-hmm. what you would like to do that's that would make you happy because right. then it's like i'm not trying to guess i'm not trying to read the person sure they're still in control and it's it, it's that added thing where it's just like you know, I think people are used to, you know, where they deal with other companies, they don't have options. It's like, okay, what's the company going to do where all of a sudden you just kind of flipped it over. It's like, wait, you give me options. You, you, you actually let me pick what I want. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. People you love, know, people options. aren't used to that. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. one other thing I would recommend you guys, if you have a chat interface or something, I've seen this more and more and I love it. Uh, make your like actually put an avatar of your face on the (laughs) chat thing. So they can like see that, that you're you're a person that they're dealing with, that you're not a chat bot and all this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it really matters. Um, I've even seen chat stuff as as go as far as like, Hey, we'll connect and do a video. Like, I, I don't think everybody wants to do that, but I do, I do see more tools being put in place to just add that human touch, which I think really, really matters more than a lot of people consider. I don't know, mm. Andrew.
2: What you have any other little last minute tips and tricks? No, I mean the you know the options one is a great one. I mean you know I've employed that several times. You know here's what we can do. We can refund you. We can do this. We can do that. You, you know that that works really well. Um, right. I think let them uh, feel yeah, empowered. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just letting, you know, again, it comes back to letting them be heard too. Um, you know, I understand you're having this issue or sometimes even repeating the problem to them mm-hmm. makes them feel like you're really taking into consideration all of the details mm-hmm. or, you know, in some cases asking for more details, um, you know, on specific things, you know, really gives them a the feeling like, Oh, Hey, this person really cares, yeah. you know? Yeah. So,
0: uh, Grant from 3D Mesquiteers has a really great question that I want to field. Um, and he says, is a chat system even worth it as a solar entrepreneur? It seems like I would be tethered to my computer all day. I, uh, I'm i going to say I use a system that is enabled, is embedded into Shopify now. They call it Inbox. Uh, and I love it and I hate it. But I, I put some bumpers on it. I put some guardrails on it. Uh, and there, it's got a good mix of automation tools. So if somebody just wants to search for their tracking number or stuff like that, like it can actually field some of those things in and of itself. But we also have auto responders in place where it's like, we're we're only looking at this from nine to five. We're busy. Sometimes we're out in the shop. It might take a little time to respond. So it, the right chat system can be fantastic. It also feeds to my phone. And so I don't necessarily have to be in front of the computer and I've already set the tone that it's like, we try to respond between the hours of 9 AM, 5 PM Pacific Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. You can always email us at support, whatever we always aim to respond within 24 hours. But I also, you know, my autoresponder, I say like, we're small. We're sometimes we're out in the shop. We're not, we're not just sitting at the computer. I I try to set that tone. Mm -hmm. And, and like I said, just, being able to let people know what they're dealing with is everything a lot of the time. And they go, Oh, okay, cool. That's fine. That's reasonable. And and a lot of times I can just really quickly answer a question. Um, it, it's you know, I don't need another reason to be tethered to my phone, but it beats having to sit in front of the computer all the all day too. So it seems like a good compromise to me. And I know there's a ton of other support systems out there, Zendesk and whatever that are tied to mm-hmm. MRPs, ERPs and it gets plenty complicated what do you guys uh think andrew what do you use do you use a live chat or you
2: just do email Mm-mm. we just do email um yep. there is a phone number um we are required to have it by law um, on all of our packages yep. uh you know and if you do call it eventually you will get to me <laughs> eventually um, e- Eventually, I mean, we we do have like, you know, a a switchboard thing. And, you know, eventually, you know, you go through a couple options, then it gets to me. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, we we really just do everything via email, because it's just so much easier. We are small. I mean, we're one person full time. Um, That's me. (laughs) Everything else, you know, is just it happens as it happens. (laughs) <laughs> Shane, I'm not going to bother. I mean, we we know you guys
0: are a larger company. You have a ticket. You probably have a custom ticketing system. I don't think you're using anything off the shelf, are you?
1: Or were you? Or can you even say? Uh, um, <clears throat> I cannot confirm or deny uh, that type of stuff. But I will and <laughs> say what you were saying before, though, as far as like, you know, letting people know, like, hey, you know, it's a small place, you know, setting your customers expectations when yep. contacting you. Is mm-hmm. a very important thing because everyone's so used to now with like, you know, uh, Amazon and everything else. Well, actually, no, they even changed it now where it's like you can't even get a live person right off the bat. You have to jump through all their hoops and half the times you're you'll be lucky to get a live person. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's good. It's good. It's, you do it, something like that. So you're setting their expectations because, I mean, like, even still, when I was doing sport before, people like yeah. I had to wait two minutes. <laughs> oh no. Mm-hmm. My so god. Sorry. So I'm, sorry. You know, but uh, but setting their expectations in situations like that can do a world of wonders, you know. Absolutely.
0: So. Well, listen guys, this has been a fantastic episode. We're going a little long as we always do because we are very verbose people. But uh hopefully uh you guys uh, appreciated it and maybe got some insight uh into what our lives are like, maybe some pointers, some thoughts in terms of if it's something you do. Let us know in the chat if you feel like this is something you could take on or you wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole, but it is something that if you're going to sell to the world at large, you're going to have to come across at some point. And we hope that you've gotten some good tools out of it. Um, Shane, I want to thank you for taking time out of your Friday evening. I know you're, you know, we're eager to get down and get out to the disco and stuff like that, but, uh, had to stay it's in and chat console. with us. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're big on their, uh, their disco and, in. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I not know that. <laughs> wow. Well, oh, uh, the
1: Prague night, nightlife is it's very amazing.
0: interesting. I mean, they don't call it... And show, disco, so is but. the
1: morning after. But it's all a,
0: it's it. all one thing, man. It just blurs into, like, you know, the tomorrow oh, afternoon oh, yeah. time. And then everybody goes mm-hmm. home and goes to sleep at about, you know, 1 p.m. I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know how but it happens. Um, thank you, though, so much for being with like us to- on your Friday night. We appreciate you. And uh, very we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, yeah, man. You are a font of knowledge in the world of of customer support, and uh, we've been very <laughs> honored to have you share some tales from the trenches with us. So thank you Aww. for that. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> For everybody in the chat that's still with us, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you feeding us questions, comments, all that stuff. As always, you guys can find us in on the Twitters. I am at Repcord R E P K O R D, and Andrew is at Three D Also, check out Shame, Same Old Shane at Same Old Shane on uh, Twitter. We're all pretty prolific on Twitter. If you want to tweet at us, uh, tell us uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you have ideas for other things that you want us to cover, we're always eager to hear it. But uh, until next Friday, uh, we will say goodbye for now. And thank you for listening to Maker That Money. Everybody have a fantastic Friday and weekend. See ya. See ya. Later.